Good morning, good morning, Charmers. Welcome back to an episode of The Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha, and happy Sunday, guys. Happy June 5th. I, it's, it's just crazy that, you know, we are officially in June, but it feels good. I hope everyone has been being safe, taking care of themselves, truly focusing and having time for mind, body, and soul is just so, so important. And this is pretty much mine. You know, I was just doing some readings for uh, my classes, as you guys know. Um, and if you're new here, I started grad school. Um, and so far, I'm loving it. It's just, you know, a lot of things that it, it just, oh, it, it just, it speaks to my soul. And I'm just, I'm so excited to be a part of the university, to just be a part of the master's class that I'm going through. Um, I'm so excited. I am so excited. If you didn't know, I am going to become a um, therapist pretty much, um, which has been my dream. Um, I know if you were here, if you're an OG listener, you heard me talking about, you know, like getting my doctoral in psychology and for some reason, while that still is on my mind, and I can always go back once I'm established and done with my master's degree, but I just, I don't know, I feel that, I just feel that it's not for me right now, put it like that. Um, there is just not many psychology programs here in my state. Um, most of it is PhD which is okay, but I want a sidey, and there's only one school who has that, and um, it's just, it's very competitive, and don't get me wrong, um, I did try to do it when I first got a, got, uh, when I first got my undergrad degree, but I was not in a good place mentally, I was um, very depressed at the time, terrible anxiety, at the time, I didn't, I wasn't going to therapy because I felt like, you know, as someone who has a bachelor's in psychology, I felt like, oh, I, I know if I was depressed, like, there's no way I can be depressed. Like, I, it was just, I was in denial. And for me, um, eventually, I had to go to my doctor and I said, uh, I think I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm not happy. I'm not getting out of bed. I'm crying all the time. I'm having angry outbursts with loved ones and my my husband, um, at the time he was my boyfriend, which is a blessing from God that he managed to stay with me. But I did almost lose him during that time because he had, you know, he had told me one day, he was like, I am not trying to, um, I'm not trying to make you feel more unhappy and I support what you're going through because of what happened to you, but I am not happy. And the angry outbursts, the assumptions of my words and, you know, just not really, at the time I wasn't doing anything about it. And it was driving a toll on him because he was trying to be as supportive as possible. And I was kind of shitting on him. And I almost, he said, I'm not happy. Um, and I hope there's something we could do or, you know, you can figure out, I'll support you the whole way. Uh, otherwise, um, he didn't know how much more he could take. And the same was with my family. They were telling me I wasn't the same you know, something's wrong, I need to get help. And, you know, I finally woke up and was like, I need help. And, you know, I went to therapy, I got diagnosed, di- yeah, diagnosed with PTSD, um, major depressive disorder and anxiety. 
Um, you guys know that I've had severe panic attacks and, well, I'm surprised I'm being very vulnerable, but I guess if this can help anyone who suffered with this, um, I, I, I hope I can encourage you with my story, but, um, I went to an amazing psychologist who taught me so many different ways to, you know, handle, you know, like to be able to just express because it, to me, there's a difference between talking with your, your husband, your, you know, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your wife, or, you know, even your kids or your friends, your family, like it's okay to talk, but there's just certain things that I think that, in my opinion, that you shouldn't really burden on people, especially if they don't have the background for it. Because I would consult my friends, but after a while, people start to get tired when you're kind of saying the same things or you're constantly talking about this. They get like they kind of start to look at you like a kind of like a buzzkill, and I didn't like that. It made me shut down and put up a wall for my emotions and stuff and so that way when you have a professional you guys it it just helps you you can talk about anything there's things that I didn't realize that were really bothering me um because it was so hidden you know so like shed away in my uh subconscious and um I was able to break through a lot and he just taught me so many ways to like you know, he's the reason why I meditate, I journal and all that stuff. Like I really got consistent because especially with my panic attacks, you know, I like, I would have it like if I get, if I'm not expressing myself and I'm holding everything in, it causes me to react mentally. Um, you know, and then it comes out like physically, well, physically is what I meant. It caused me to, to kind of react physically. And that's what, you know, panic attacks happen, you know, like your mind thinks, you know, it feels overwhelmed. It feels like something is wrong. It feels like doom. Like I felt like I was dying, you guys. And when I did that, it helped a lot with that, you know. And then eventually, though, um, I did, you know, have to, I see a psychiatrist still today. And they had to put me on certain meds um, to get me to, you know, like, be able to not be so anxious and depressed and stuff. Like that was like, the first thing they said, my emotions were way like all over the place and they felt like I needed to be medicated for a bit to get myself under control, get, you know, like make sure that I am, um, you know, doing the things I need to be able to manage my mental health. So I learned, you know, deep breathing, like I said, meditation, journaling, um, connecting with nature has always been my thing even before all this. And by adding all that and you know I had told them like at first I was not open to meds and stuff but uh they were like you know it helps best if you do meds and you don't have to be on them forever necessarily but you can do things that you know it'll help you kind of get things under control and if you, if you feel that you don't need them anymore then we can talk and look at you know decreasing or getting rid of things and stuff like that so yeah I do um have those kind of meds a lot of them are like pretty uh, pretty much PR in though, like as needed. So, um, yeah, so now that's what, um, I pretty much use now. So like, if I do have one, I do pop that pill to make sure that I'm stabilized before it gets out of control. But, um, I highly recommend, um, getting a, you know, like seeing a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever you need. It's your mental health is just so important. It really is. And, 
you know, I wouldn't be the person I am today. I don't think I would, I don't even think I would be with my husband. I probably would have never got married. I probably would have lost all my friends because a, a lot of my friends kind of were, you know, kind of backing off me for a little bit, which, you know, I understand. And I also chose to do that because I just didn't feel like myself and um, it was just best for me. So I just wanted to kind of say that because, you know, as again, I'm studying my lesson and I realized how important it is to you know, keep up on self-care. It's it's not about being selfish, you guys. And I, I hate that some people think that it is like self-care. They mix self-care up with just being selfish. And just because you need time for yourself or you hold boundaries or you need to take a vacation here or there or, you know, you just want to be by yourself or, you know, just do things that make you feel good. It's okay. Truly it is because that's what makes you be able to function in life, in my opinion. Like before I started really taking self-care serious, um, I just look back at myself and I'm like, how the fuck did I not drop? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how did I not drop back then? Like, especially during my undergrad, you guys, like I was working full time, Um, I was, you know, I'm also a parent, you know, I have kids, I, um, I was working full time, going to school full time, going to the gym all the time. And like, at least the gym was kind of a little outlet of self care. So maybe that's why that kind of helped me. But a lot of the time when I would feel myself burn out, I would look at that as like a sign of weakness. I'd be like, No, you can't, you can't stop now. You don't have time to do this now. You can't go hang out with this person now you can't go for a walk right now you got to finish do this you got to get this work done you know get on your homework do this do that do this like I wouldn't let myself rest and even when my body was basically screaming like bitch let me fucking chill you know what I mean I'm like no I gotta finish this I gotta do this I gotta take care of this and it's just like I'm surprised that I didn't end up in the hospital around that time I'm truly am because I, I don't know how I did it um I really don't, but I guess it was just determination. Like I wanted to finish my undergrad fast, and I did. Uh, I cut, I cut off, a, I cut off a, a little, little, I cut off a lot of years, uh, with my um, my associates and my undergrad because I didn't take breaks. I, you guys, even during the summer, I took summer quarters. I mean, summer classes. And, you know, I just, you know, I just wanted to get it done. And they said it usually knocks off, I think, like a either a year or either like half a year or something by doing it that way. And I took full classes. I took like the the maximum amount you can get, like 15 credits, I think you could get at the time. And yeah, and while doing full-time work, being a full-time parent, you know, yeah, <laughs> your girl was, I guess, like, I don't know. Uh, but I did it. I got it done and I graduated with good grades and everything. So kudos to me, but I'm not, I decided this time definitely that I'm not going to do that with graduate school because graduate school is 10 times more work, 10 times more reading. And I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to take my time, you know, like I'm, I'm doing the full, I'm still a full-time student, but thank God for grad school, you only have to take two classes instead of three, which is nice. Cause that way I can put a focus on both classes and it's not like having three or four classes all in one, you know, so, um, yeah, and I just decided that, you know, when I need time, like, like yesterday, yesterday, I just took time for myself, I, I, I was like, well, I should just read my other class, and I was like, no, I have Sunday for that, I'm gonna take this day, um, and do that that way, like, when Monday comes, I submit my homework, then I got a few more days to chill until I start working on the next week and everything, so I'm gonna continue that up, because, 
I am not going to give up self-care and I know now more than anything that it's so important. So that's kind of like my little (laughs) tangent today for you guys. But um, the reason why I am doing this episode is a bonus episode. Uh, Of course, we are still in La Gemini season and um, we are, since yesterday, officially in a Saturn retrograde, you guys. That's why I said that I think it was March that had no retrogrades or something like that. March or April, one of the two. And um, we out of that now. <laughs> like You guys know once the outer planets start going in retrograde, it lasts like five months. Uh, we just got out of the fucking Mercury retrograde, which was fucking insane. And let me tell you guys about this too. That bitch, oh my God, Mercury. I'm so glad it's direct. Uh, it went direct, of course, if you don't know, on June 3rd. And let me tell you that I was um, getting paid on, um, I was supposed to be paid on the 2nd. And tell me why these motherfuckers forgot to pay me. I had to literally call there like, uh, where's my check? Like, Friday showed up. I was like, where's my check? Like, what happened? They were like, oh, like, somebody forgot to, um, to process it yesterday on the due date. Like, I was supposed to be on the 2nd. I didn't get paid to the 3rd later on in that day at that. So I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, they literally forgot to pay me. I guess the system or something had fucked up. And, you know, Mercury was still in retrograde on the 2nd. So I was like, hmm, okay. I see how this works. So, um, yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, so that was like a shit show. And then other than that, like this this retrograde, I guess I can give a quick reflection. This retrograde... Um, that was in Gemini and then now it's back in Taurus. Um, it left me really tired. It just left me drained and like blah, you know, like for the first time, you know, like my ex did not call me, thank God. So that was nice. Um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's just, it left me really drained and tired and low energy and stuff like that. So, of course, I was sick as well. So, it, you know, I'm feeling better, but I'm still having a, you know, like my energy is still not the best and I'm slowly trying to get that back. Um, but yeah, so uh, I hope everyone else had a decent Mercury retrograde. Some people I saw have been really torn up and rummaged by it and some, you know, they just, they were just loving life. And so with that said, I looked through all my episodes, though. I didn't see any Saturn retrogrades because I thought I did an episode about it because it still is obviously an Aquarius, but I didn't see one. So I don't know if that's just my eyes that overlooked it or not, but I didn't see one. So I was like, hey, why not do it this time? So with that said, you guys, um, I wrote some little notes for myself so I stay on topic because you know how I am, you know, like I am a Mercury third house. (laughs) You know, the natural ruler of third house is Gemini, and yeah, so my mind is all over the fucking place like crazy. So, of course, I put Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, and it started on June 4th, you guys, and it will not end until October 23rd, so... This is a very hardcore planet. It's it's not bad, um, necessarily. It can be, but you just have to... It's basically trying to help you learn about yourself. So let's go ahead and jump in. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit what we look at with this wonderful planet, right? So um, I'm going to start with the planet and I'm going to start with the sign and 
we then we'll talk about the retrograde. So Saturn, of course, is the planet of growth and development, also the planet of karma. We all know what karma means, right? What you do and give out to the world, you get back. So you got to be careful with what you do. The natural rulers of Saturn is Capricorn and Aquarius. Um, Aquarius, it's, it's ancient ruler before they uh, discovered Uranus. And so right now, Uranus is the uh, modern ruler of Aquarius, but Saturn is also a ruler as the ancient one. Okay, so because this planet is of growth, it can be... Why can't I read my own writing? It can be of the most difficult to get through. There you go. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and it can, you guys. Um, it You know, Saturn is something that in medical astrology, we look at as the core of sickness and maladies of the physical body and the mental body and even the spiritual body. Um, if Saturn is not in a good, uh, element, in a good sign, like if, El- if Saturn is in a sign that it could, that it's in fall, uh, it's in detriment or in an element that it's not really happy in, um, it can, it can cause some shit, uh, according to medical astrology. And, um, with that said, um, I don't know, um. I can't remember what uh, what signs are detrimental. So I'm not really getting it. This is sad, Tasha. Like, you took an astrology class. You have a certification for it. Get it together, girl. So let's see. I'll look it up so we know. Oh, well, duh. I don't know. I should have known that. Um, but I just forgot. Okay, so opposite signs, of course, does. So Capricorn is in detriment um, in Cancer and Leo because uh, Leo is the opposition of Aquarius and Cancer is the opposition of Capricorn, of course. But who's in fall, though? I know it's oh okay so it's uh, Saturn's exalted in Libra, and um in fallen Aries that's right. So um yeah so right now it's in its rulership so that's a good thing, but if it's heavily if if you have a heavy aspect to Saturn, baby girl, honey boy, um it may be. <laughs> it may be very hard for you to get through this um, because Saturn, as we say it in medical astrology, it can be cold, it constricts, it's depressing. So it can be quite hard. And because it gives off that energy when it's ill-aspected, that's kind of the energy that you may feel if that's the kind of you know heavy aspects that you have with that planet. So you might want to look at your needle charts. Um, of course, needle chart with transit, um, to see if, you know, you have like squares or anything like that with the current transition in Saturn. Okay. So otherwise though, it helps us become the person we want to grow into and evolve 
into the person who enjoys accomplishing our goals. And I say this because as we know, the natural ruler of Capricorn, uh, of Saturn is Capricorn. And can you, that kind of, in my opinion, really speaks aloud um, to Capricornian energy. Capricorns, they love growing and evolving, especially in business uh, and, and themselves as like a business owner or a worker or whatever that's going to get them money and reach their goals. So if, you know, like we can use this time to really help ourselves grow and evolve in those aspects, you know, not just only business and stuff like that, but as as our personal selves, you know, you guys know retrogrades are all about reflecting. It's about learning a lesson, changing things so that when it does go direct, we can move forward with better, you know, aspects of um, what we can do next to improve our lives pretty much. So it's important for our growth. It teaches us to work hard so that we can reap the benefits So as long as you do, you know, like kind of understand that really, you know, I feel like it's good to kind of do shadow work because I always look at shadow work. People are like, oh, shadow work, like, like it sounds like literally like I'm doing dark magic, but I'm not. But it's just a wonderful way for me to reflect. I definitely started back doing it because I had a terrible day on Friday, um, but I'm not going to give emphasis to it because I've already worked on it and I understood why I felt the way I did um, and it's involving like someone you know that's close to me and I don't want to kind of blast them um, so um, basically um, I understood how I could have took the constructive criticism the wrong way and it was because it was a trigger for me in my past that caused me to react that way and I worked that out and we are you know everything's okay now but uh, yeah, it's just uh, a great time to teach us, you know, what we need to know with also putting in the work um, and reaping the benefits from it. So that is pretty much what Saturn, the planet, represents. So Aquarius, of course, this is the independent rebel of the Zodiac, you guys. This is the free spirit that is, you know, up for radical change for the collective. This is the this is an energy about breaking the mold. So... I'm wondering, you know, during this time with it, with it being in Aquarius, all the stuff that's going on, like a lot of people are trying to make change for gun reforms, for women's rights, um, as a collective, which I think is a wonderful thing to do. Um, I'm wondering like during this time, will we be able to, you know, come together as the collective and truly make the change that we want, that we feel like would be better for this world, you know, because Aquarius energy is about working with others to create change for a better future. You know, Aquarius energy is amazing for team players. Like that's the one thing about an Aquarius in general, like these people, you know, they rule the 11th house, you know, the house of friends and groups and stuff like that. And they enjoy working with others to create that change because they know that, Unless for positive change to happen, you all have to work together regardless. Like, you can't do it by yourself. And Aquarius energy knows that. So, basically, I like to say for this is that, you know, for Aquarius, Aquarius energy, look at your chart and see what house that Aquarius is in. 
because Aquarius will show where you are independent at and, you know, that should be where you experiment pretty much. So like for me, Aquarius is in my seventh house. So in my, in my thought, I feel like that means that, um, and it, it kind of rings true. I'm more kind of an independent person in a relationship. Um, although I love to be around my husband and I can't get enough of him cause he's just so amazing. Um, I still have to have my own independence in there. Right. I've never been someone who just can just depend completely on a man. Um, <laughs> I just can't do it. Like I, I had a point in my life where I was the stay at home mom and I took care of the kids, especially when they were small, like babies and stuff, because you know, I wanted my kids to grow up with me, you know, not, you know, me having to, and, and no judgment or nothing, but that's just me that I just didn't want to have to give my kids to babysitters at such a young age. So, um, I was, I was, um, I, at the time had, um, my ex, um, fiance, uh, was working at the time and he wanted me to stay home, which that used to be my dream. I kid you not, that used to be my dream to be a stay at home mom. And, um, I did that for a little bit, but unfortunately it was with the wrong person who happened to kind of dangle their money in my face and basically kind of try to make me beg and all this other mess and, you know, talking down to me, belittling me because I wasn't working even though he's the one who wanted me to. And that just, that fucked that dream up. I can tell you that right there. I was like, oh, if this is how it's going to be, uh, I'm good, you know, so I ended up becoming, you know, I ended up started working when my kids got a little older, um, and, you know, we're able to, like, you know, like, go to preschool or, you know, like, uh, go to, um, some family, uh, to be watched and everything for us to work and everything, so, yeah, so I, but I'm someone who I need my own space, I still need to feel like I'm me and not my relationship, I used to have a huge problem with just becoming my relationship. And that's why I feel like my husband that I'm with now has taught me that I don't have to be all over, like all with him the whole time. And I don't have to make the relationship. My personality doesn't have to be our relationship. I used to have a huge problem with that. Like when I'm in a, in a relationship, I just, it's just all about the relationship. It's, it's, it, you know, like, my self-care, everything that was about me just went out the window and it was always about everyone else and my relationship this, my relationship that, and that is so not fucking healthy. Like, it's just not. And so um, realizing, especially after learning astrology, realizing this showed me that, oh, okay, Aquarius is in my seventh house. So that's why I have more of an independent um, type of approach to relationships. And that's why I feel that I, you know, like, I, I like to experiment, um, in that with like trying different things with like my, um, my, my, um, lovers or, you know, like my husband or, you know, trying to grow as a, as a partnership and all that stuff. So I feel like that's what it represents for me. So I don't know about any of you, you know, you guys, if you have Aquarius in the first house, that's obviously, you know, the house of self, of uh, that's a way to experiment with, things, you know, things for yourself and be independent with self and, you know, second house, house of finances, third house, communication, all that good stuff. You just got to find out, of course. And of course, you guys know if you're Leo rising, which yours truly is, of course, all of our um, 
Aquarius is in the seventh house, so you guys got to find out what that kind of means for you because it's not always about relationships. The seventh house is about relationships and marriage, but it's also about partnerships, business partnerships, you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so let's talk about Saturn and retrograde now. Okay, so this energy, you know, causes us to reflect, of course, on restructuring our plans and goals, right? Saturn enjoys practicality of taking time and building a plan that will benefit us in the long run, right? This is, like I said, this just screams Capricornian energy, you know? This is the rulership of that sign, and it's all about, you know, it's very earthy sounding, very practical, very, you know, focusing on getting to the end goal. It's not about, oh, let's um, let's not make a plan. Let's bullshit around. Like it's not a fiery energy. It's definitely not an air energy. It's very earthy. So it's, it's about literally, you know, rebuilding our plans for life during this time, like finding an actual goal, you know, like looking at our goals and looking at what we can do to, you know, like rebuild, you know, to make ourselves go further within our goals. So because this is a karmic planet, it holds us accountable and responsible for our actions and mess ups. And I'm going to I'm going to say that again, you guys, because some people seem to not hear this. So, you know, because this is a karmic planet, it holds us accountable and responsible for our actions and mess ups. So, honey child, for those who have a hard time apologizing, this is a time to fix that stutter when saying you're sorry, right? Some people, the word sorry is not in their vocabulary. The word sorry, like I said, comes out as a stutter. It's like, I'm so, 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 so. Because they, they don't like, they just can't. Like, some people just can't apologize to some people, even when they're wrong, Right? Well, you want to you want to perfect that and work on that during this time because I'm telling you right now, a Saturn is it's the karma planet. So if you can't get out of your ass and apologize when you know you did wrong, what goes around comes around, baby. No joke. What goes around comes around like get out of your ego, please. And I say this for everyone, astrology or not. Get out of your fucking ego and when admit when you're wrong. It's so freeing. Trust me, it is. It's so freeing when you can admit, hey, you know what? I was a bitch that day or I was a fuckhead that day. Let me go apologize to this person I said that to or I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I am so sorry that I said or did what I did. If the relationship doesn't continue or if whoever the person you said that to if they accept your apology and is ready to move on with life, that is fine. Because, honey, at least you apologize and and have the self-awareness to realize where you were wrong at, you know? And if, the, and if they want to, you know, still hang with you, great. You just fixed a relationship. Even better, right? So, please, I ask you guys, please don't be in your ego. Stop letting... Stop being like, oh, well, they did this and this and this. Okay, yeah, of course, they did that. Just like they need to apologize to you too if they did something wrong to you. But just apologize for your half, 
That's all I say. Where you were wrong at specifically. Apologize for that. All right? Because what goes around comes around. Karma. Okay, so. Oh, I wanted to let you guys know too. So during a, a Saturn retrograde, never ever, never ever, never ever start a new business <laughs> during the retrograde. Um, Saturn rules business. So this is a good time when if you're if you already have a business to structure and see what you can, you know, like tighten up and change for the better. Um, I know sometimes some people can't help when they're finna launch or something, but if you can, if you can, because I know what five months is a long time to wait because, you know, Saturn is not direct until October 23rd. So, but it's just, I guess it's just not a good idea since um, Saturn rules the business. So if you can just work on perfecting how your business will look is what I recommend. Um, and as said, you know, tighten up, you know, like the structure and all that stuff and see what you can change for the better. And so, as I said, um, look for where Aquarius and Capricorn is in your chart because those are the signs and the house that they're in. Um, you'll need to focus on with change and growth to come up with a better way to make changes in this area. So, I had mentioned where Aquarius is for me. So I'm sure someone has to be laughing because I laughed when I saw Aquarius and and Capricorn <laughs> because we also have a Pluto retrograde in Capricorn. And you guys know I've been getting my ass kicked by that. So I already mentioned Aquarius is in the seventh house for me. So that's the house relationship. So that's for me to, you know, like um, explore and, I mean, be independent and try, you know, new things, like, experiment with things involving my relationship, like, that will look like, you know, maybe experimenting with, like, me and my husband try something different within the relationship, like, maybe a new sexual position, or, uh, we, I don't know, go to a strip club, or, you know, something like that, like, experiment, see what we like, and all that good stuff. Or it could even mean like in my little, you know, like shop, adding a business partner. You know what I mean? Uh, experiment, experimenting with working with a business partner or, uh, you know, uh, hiring someone for my business, you know, that's also a partnership. Um, so that's what I'm going to focus on for the Aquarius side. But boy, oh boy, Capricorn, honey, my gosh, Capricorn, y'all is in my sixth house. <laughs> Woo. Yay. In medical astrology, that is one of the leading houses of health. And, um, it you know, the sixth house is known as a house of health and routine and work and all that stuff. Uh, you guys, um, this basically means, and I kind of felt that it means that I need to pay attention to the routines of how I'm taking care of my health, right? What can I do to restructure that and do things that work, right? Because obviously a bitch has been getting like skull fucked by that, <laughs> right? By, you know, Pluto retrograding in my sixth house and now, you know, looking at Saturn, you know, affecting 
Capricorn, you know, it, it's a lot. It means that I need to look at a routine and find a plan and restructure it and do something that works. So right now for me, that looks like that could be like, I don't know, um, let's say going to the gym earlier or, you know, starting my day off eating a breakfast that's heavy in healthy fats and protein, something like that. And then seeing how it works for me. Um. Okay, sorry for that weird cut off there. My husband just got back from fishing today. um, And he brought me food that I'm not going to eat yet. I want to finish this podcast because I'm pretty much at the end. And if you hear a meow, it's my wonderful kitten, (laughs) Rainies. My little Gemini cat whose birthday is on Wednesday. So I'm excited for her with that. She will be one years old. She's a wonderful kitty. And I love her so, so much. But um, yeah, so what I was saying is um, regarding, um, you know, Capricorn and my sixth house. So if it's looking at, if the retrograde is for me to look, you know, restructure and look at what's not working um, to achieve goals, you know, it's about, like I said, the sixth house is about health and routine. And that, that's for me to look at um, what I can do to change up my routine or add something to my routine that will benefit my health, right? So you guys know that I had kind of, you know, once I got COVID, I kind of like slipped a little bit with um, being consistent with my healthcare. Of course, I couldn't go to the, you know, to the gym or <clears throat> do anything, um, like that, or I didn't even go walking because I didn't want to run into anybody. Um, so that looks like, you know, getting back on that, you know, after I got well, I, you know, started going for walks. Um, I added, I started using my app again. Uh, the app is called, just in case you guys might want to use it, uh, productive. I also use the app structure, definitely more so that is for grad school, um, to, map out time for to work on school and other things so that I don't lose, you know, I don't lose myself with just doing nothing but schoolwork. Um, But productive is nice. I think it's only like $3.95 a month, I think. So it's very cheap. So that way you have access to all the things that you want to make a habit of, right? So right now for me, I have like eat fruits and veggies, meditate, make time for myself, take vitamins and practice visualization. Um, If you hear her praying, I don't know if you can, but yeah, um, it's just things like that. And then um, I I also have, um, what is it? Reading and writing in my journal and stuff like that. Cause I started to kind of not be consistent with journal writing and stuff. And I noticed that if I don't meditate, um, slash pray in the morning and I don't journal, I feel like my day is just kind of thrown off. And then I don't, you know, I don't really feel my best, put it like that. So what I'm looking at doing during this retrograde for a habit change is I definitely want to delve more into self-healing, um, really learning how to eat and really learning how to provide my, like work with my body to get the best results, feel the best. It's not really about being skinny or looking 
perfect and all that. I don't give a fuck about that anymore because obviously if you're healthy, your body is going to drop weight and it's going to look good and everything else. That is a sign of health right there. So I'm more focused on feeling good, getting rid of the ailments that I'm dealing with a lot. And, you know, and this is a lifestyle. It's not something that I'm just going to do until I get well. It I have to live like this unless to stay this way. And I was reading a lot of stories about people who healed um, a lot of the bad ailments they had by just changing the way they, you know, ate, they moved more, they took care of themselves more, they began to eat better, they did, you know, like little things like yoga um, related to the chakra that they felt was weak, and it worked. And so I literally got all the books this person listed, because I was like, Oh, my God, I have to read this because I know she recommended one that truly sparked her interest. So I bought all those. I'm excited to get those. But yeah, so those of you who, you know, of course, if you're Leo, you know, Capricorn is in your sixth house too. So um, those of you who have, uh, let's say Capricorn in the first house, again, the house of self, you need to look at um, a routine um, that will kind of help, you know, yourself. The second house, if we have it in the second house, that has to do with the house of finance, you need to look at maybe a way to accumulate money, a better way to save money, a better way to spend money, anything that involves finance. Third house, communication, look at ways that you can improve your communication. Um, stop. Me. But yeah, uh, fourth house, house of family, um, you know, look at, you know, what you can do better with your family and all that good stuff. Um, you know, fifth house is about, you know, like passions and stuff and, you know, like creativity and all that. So just, you know, learn to, you know, a routine or not a routine, but learn ways of creativity changing ways, getting more creative, perhaps, you know, you guys understand that, but, um, you know, what other, the sixth house, which I've already mentioned, seventh house, uh, figure out, you know, ways to, uh, evolve your, um, your relationship, eighth house, you know, of sex and other people's money, you know, uh, get creative, you know, and like learn different ways or, uh, of sex and, you know, perhaps, um, get a better handle of like your, if you, you know, the mystical, if you practice mystical stuff, um, and all that kind of stuff, like transforming yourself, you know, cause that is the natural house of Scorpio. So perhaps get a routine of just evolving yourself like emotionally, physically, like a, just a deep transformation. Um, what's the other ones? Um, the ninth house, which is of like higher learning and all that stuff, you know, find ways for, um, let's see, like, I don't know, evolve your learning, learn something new, you know, um, the 11th house, perhaps, you know, like work with a bunch of people and figuring out like ways for, <clears throat> oh my God, honey, stop it. Um, she's like about to pull everything out, but you guys get the picture pretty much. You just got to look at the house, what it represents. And then of course it's within Capricorn or Aquarius and go from there. 
So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and um, you guys really use this time to really evolve because I know I want to, like, I want to come out of this in October, you know, with better consistency with my health, you know, trying new things, really making a plan and a routine for myself that's going to work and truly heal me for the better so that I can have a long and happy life. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Stay safe, rest the best you can, and again, take care of yourself the best you can because without self-care, you're, you know, you're not no help to not only yourself, but to others. So love you guys so much. Thanks for supporting the show and have a wonderful Sunday. Bye.